previously on Molly's Monsters. Molly, together with Gal Capone, made her way into Pinedale, Oregon to combat the chaos of another Halloween night. But tonight would be more than drunken floozies and TP antics. Broken Brown Arrow was cooking something up. After dismissing several hundred zombies and making their way to the college campus to take down a couple of live statues, our heroes met back up with Lilith Jones, stylishly dressed as Mrs. Body from Clue, or Janelle Monet with weapons, we can't really tell which. Either way, she looks fantastic. After a few more statues, they found Magical Art, who pointed them in the direction of the docks and warehouses. Now, the three make their way towards their final confrontation with Malik Zong and Broken Brown Arrow. In the car as you drive, Lilith sits back, looks at the yellow lines of the road, and thinks about how far she's come and how far it seems like for the very first time she isn't in control of the car. It's a symbolism when you think about it. But the car drives on nevertheless. It drives on towards the docks, towards the river, towards the warehouses where this all got started, towards Molly Maleficarum and her destiny, Malik Zong and Broken Brown Arrow. What's playing on the radio, Molly? Um, it's Halloween, so I feel like we have to have some kind of kind of out there vibes. So we're gonna go with uh the Janelle Monet album, the most recent one. It's kind of got some some Prince vibes to it a little bit. That seems like some good Halloween party music. Get us pumped up to go take out Broken Brown Arrow. I was just really inspired by Lilith's suit. Mm. <laughs> All right, so you you're cruising down to the the clicks of of uh, her song that I forgot the title of. It's the way you make me feel. It is indeed. You're cruising down to the way you make me feel, and everything is should be getting amped up, but you sense a sort of mild foreboding in your stomach as you are driving towards this. It's only been a month since you've left the TV station and come to Pinedale Investigative, but so much has happened. You've you've met the influencer of your life. You have met a re-met, a high school acquaintance, Gal Capone. You've traveled back in time. You've done all sorts of different stuff. You punched a mummy in the face, and then a statue in the face, and then some golems in the face, and then a guy you tied up. There's been a lot of punching. And I feel like my entire worldview has shifted because now I know that magic is real and that my parents founded Bindale Investigative. It's like a whole thing. I've learned so much about my family. Yeah, but mostly the punching, though. But now you're on your way to the warehouse where this all started. So it, it had begun to rain, but it's one of those fall rains that's more of just sort of a petty rain than it is like a real rain. It's just sort of like, it sure would suck if it would rain on Halloween. Like, it's one of those ones. Mm-hmm. What a 
name. Uh, and so you make your way downtown to the uh, warehouse, and you are still several blocks away, but I'm going to turn it over to you to decide how to approach. You remember the specific warehouse uh, because it was only about two and a half weeks, uh, three weeks ago for you. Uh, and obviously for all of our listeners as well, definitely just remember all the details from this adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and Molly And too. as you are getting several blocks away, you, you kind of you now have control of where you are parking, going, sneaking, standing, running, shooting, whatever you do. Okay, so we're going to head um, over towards the warehouses. Can you, I mean, like, obviously I remember all the details, but can you remind me what our setup is here? Like multiple warehouses. Yep, so this is like the, the there's a river that goes through. Uh, Pinedale, the Samson River, goes through Pinedale, and you. Uh, this was a logging town, so there's quite a bit of, like, I don't want to say docks and a port because that suggests a larger lake or harbor, uh, but there's there's quite a few river uh, berths, and so a lot of these warehouses are built on river traffic and as such are several dozens of years old, if not uh, hundreds, uh, and are very, very brick uh centric with these big huge glass windows these tin roofs uh, but they have been updated to include like semi berths and other stuff like that so there it is just warehouse after warehouse and on the other side is you know the the sort of parking lots necessary to run them and construction sites and it's a very industrial area uh not quite the valley of ashes from the great gatsby more like the sort of uh nubo and cedar rapids before the flood just lots of bricks uh, not the prettiest part of town, but it, it's just part of it, you know? Okay, so I think we should park a little bit further from the warehouses because I don't want to, like, draw attention to ourselves too soon. What do yeah. you guys think? I think that makes sense. All right, so Molly parks the car, like, a couple blocks away, um, and they're going to approach the warehouses how are we all three of us regarding the concept of stealth that's what i was made for okay uh lilith are you are you a stealthy are you a stealthy human being i mean i have these heels on so i'm not like the most stealth. i know how to walk in them and stuff but i'm not like the stealthiest i mean you know this girl over here she could she can sneak up on a very attentive creature, but I could only sneak up on a real inattentive creature who is also wearing headphones. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll keep moving and just kind of hope that whatever's going on inside the warehouse is enough of a distraction so that the broken brown arrow doesn't see us coming. I could probably use some magic to make to make a small distraction if necessary, um, so I can be ready to do that. Okay. Uh, I don't personally remember which of the warehouses we're looking at does anyone else it's that one yeah it's that one oh, okay that one. we move towards that one all right you move towards that one uh you can see sort of like the the, the very square windows with the the four it's like a children's drawing of a window on these warehouses but they're gigantic to cover the sides of it and you can kind of see a a tiny door next to a huge roll-up door that's been rolled up uh this warehouse is semi well lit you can tell it's much more well lit away from the street towards the river uh, and as you take a look at it, there is not really a guard out front that you you really notice, but 
you wouldn't believe that this would just be totally left empty. Okay, can Gal sneak, like, you're the stealthiest among us. Can you, like, kind of sneak up and see if there's a guard or if Gal's we're already gone. Get in, like, or, like, Molly turns around to make the suggestion and Gal's already it. sneaking away. Love it. All right, uh, Gal, you're sneaking up to the warehouse to some of those children's picture windows, or what are you doing? Yeah, let's check the windows first and then kind of sneak around towards the door if I don't see anything. All right, roll uh, stealth. Uh, that is a 19. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rose Total? Are so or like... irritating. Lilith was not lying when she gave that description of Gal yeah. just now. Mm-hmm. Was that a, a 19 total or a 19 roll? Total. All right. Well, that's not quite as bad. Uh, yeah, you make it up to those windows. You kind of poke your head inside, and you see a man looking out the window that uh, he's in the he has the light behind him, and so he is sort of like putting his nose to one side to try and look at a zit that's like in between his <laughs> nose and his cheek. Gross. Uh, and you are like eye to eye with him, and he does not see you as he's doing this. Okay. What about behind him? All right, you kind of look behind him uh, past the giant zit that he manages not to see, and you see another man in a, in a uh, brown robe with like a sort of, uh, and I'm just going to call it a bonk stick. You don't know whether it's like the leg of a table or a cricket bat or whatever. It's something that would bonk you what good uh, over his shoulder. Uh, kind of look at his phone on the other one, and he, he looks uh, mildly impatient, and then he twists on a foot and begins to walk back. Uh, and the man who's, who's who was looking at his it just kind of sighs, uh, and then he looks up at his receding hairline, and he's thinking to himself, like, how can I have both at the same time? <laughs> uh, they say, write what you know. And then he, oh. he turns around and starts pacing back in the uh, warehouse, and you can tell these guys are on a little bit of a sort of patrol. And so I don't see anything in the actual warehouse. I just see these two guys. Or is there like a hallway uh, that they're pacing in? This is like, this is, uh, in fact, you can kind of, if you look through the shelving that is there, I'll get to the shelving in a hot second. Uh, you can see the forklift. This is very like forklift warehouse, not like a, a warehouse office building. Uh, and so it's like just pristine concrete floors with wide open Home Depot shelves uh, with you know, several different sorts of accoutrement. There are some crates. There are some uh, barrels. There are some Pier 1 imports. Uh, there are all sorts of different stuff that gets taken <laughs> off of the, the boat. Uh, all of it sort of just sitting there collecting dust as far as you know. All of it looks at least 20 years old. Okay. Um, then I'm going to then sneak back and let... Uh them know what i've seen all right you do that beautiful yeah i paint a word picture mm. so i clocked two guys so what should be our strategy here like do we do we just should we try to sneak past these two should we try to knock them out so last Where time are the, the others the last time the big action was on the docks behind behind them behind the warehouse yeah. Um. So I'm, and remember, there was just the one guard in the warehouse itself, and then everybody else was kind of out back, um, with Carmela. You're right. So maybe we okay. So let's go around the back and 
see what we can see. So should we just send Gal or should we all three go? I can go back again. It's not a problem. I mean, I feel like we're going to have to go back there at some point anyway. So I don't know. Let, let's let's get things moving forward. Let's all go. Yeah. Yeah. You you go around and you can see some sort of pools of light coming out of the warehouse. But once again, most of that light is in the back towards the riverside. So as you're getting closer and closer, you're having to avoid these pools of light. Uh, but then you begin to hear uh, it's a sort of upbeat yet minor keyed. It's a really odd sort of tune that's coming from the dock. Uh, everybody roll a history check for me, please. I rolled a 17. I rolled an 11. Gal didn't go to college. <laughs> she rolled How bad that bad on Katie? history, huh? I rolled a natural two plus three, so I got a five, mm. but Gal did oh, not go bud. to college. Gal is still dealing with a little bit of that, that memory-eating demon that you guys fought the last time. Yeah, Molly and Molly only recognizes this as the Monster Mash, a novelty <laughs> hit uh, that is playing uh, very joyfully out of some speakers uh, around the end of the building. Okay, so this is starting to seem like the lamest Halloween party ever. Let's uh, let's keep seeing what we see. All right, so as you uh, start to poke your head around, you find the best Halloween party ever. Uh, that is happening around the corner uh, on a on a riverboat sort of uh, barge. It's completely flat, uh, and there is a uh, group of people. Just you know, they know it's stupid and they know it's silly, but they are they are tongue in cheek having a great time on this barge, dancing to the monster match. You see all sorts of characters. You see a man the diving bell that's trying to do that dance move where you do like a wiggly arm up your torso. Uh, and everyone is loving it. There's a Colonel Sanders who's doing the worm. There's a Christmas tree. Someone is dressed as a Christmas tree that ha- is double fisting 40s. She's having a great time. Uh, and it just looks like so much fucking fun that you left the, the frat row behind and you found the best party you've ever seen. I Can I do like a, some kind of a check? To see if they're, are they, like, actually having a good time? Or is this, like, some weird being forced to have a good time bullshit? All right, roll investigation. Uh, that is a 21. All right, with a 21, you can see that these guys are legitimately having a great time. Uh, But you also can see that there are multiple different TVs uh, around the barge, sort of the the electrical cords being bundled up to make it back into the warehouse. I'm going to cast Detect Magic again, um, just to see... All right. Uh, so you you cast detect magic, which is uh, immediate. You catch a sort of sunrisey yellow just permeating the bar the barge, uh, and then sort of an aura of of a sickly green, minorly sort of you can kind of see like follow the bouncing ball style yeah. moving around the barge. Uh, but the the sunrisey yellow just looks really nice and really happy, and you can kind of pick up uh, through your, your variety of life experiences that this is not necessarily like a charm spell, but it certainly is sort of like, uh, I don't want to say aphrodisia cause that's really horny. What's like, uh, what's the feeling you get when you're Euphoric? really happy? 
euphoric. It's a very euphoric style of magic. So they they are not being charmed. They're not being forced to be happy, but it certainly is just going great on that boat. Right. It's like magical Molly, not sure. To- yeah, N- not the magical kind. art not and magical Molly. She's unmagical <laughs> Molly. Um, I mean, most of the time I'm unmagical Molly, but then in what? this particular adventure, I'm magical Molly. It's great. <laughs> What's the what do I what do I feel about the green? Uh, you can was... tell that it is, it is like all magic is by its very nature, like literally unnatural. But this is one of the ones that's sort of like. We know it's like a tug at your collar sort of unnatural magic. Yeah, like it like feel like it almost feels like slimy or something. Yeah, it's very slimy, very kind of gross. Yeah. Very sort of like it's it's a taboo, not in like a a necromancy sort of serious way. You don't know if it is or not yet, but it's sort of just like a you can feel the pressure. If you were in that situation, you'd feel the pressure in the air, sort of like whoop. It's, you're not supposed to do that kind yeah. of magic. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Um, I I think I so, I'm sort of whispering to them. I'm like, there's some kind of euphoria spell happening. Um, but I'm not. Sh- do I have? Do I get any sense of where it's coming from, or is it just kind of suffusing the area? I would say if I were to analyze it through D&D terms that it would be in an area of effect spell of some sort of like 40 uh, meter cube centered on a point. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. Um, yeah. Did I just say meter? Why am I? Why do I do uh, metric system things when I play role playing games? Because <laughs> it makes more sense. I suppose, but forty meters is really long. I'm going to revise that down to twenty meters. <laughs> That's really big. You. Yeah, we'd probably be in it if it was forty meters. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Wow, I just feel great. Everything's fine. No. Um, yeah, this is sickly green. Who cares? Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. I get, uh, yeah, I just sort of pass whatever information I can on to the others in a whisper. Um, and then I'm kind of like, I guess I'm not sure what to do. I don't, I can't see where anything's coming from, so. Uh, Molly is interested in the detail of the TVs. Um, could there be, like, could there be some type of magic or euphoria spell or something coming from the tvs but also this is not what i was expecting to find here like is this actually a problem or not yeah uh as you're sort of talking that over monster mash uh sort of fades out and the impression or ray parker jr's ghostbusters uh theme begins to take over and they are loving it. A Deadpool kind of tries to do a dance move that you recognize as awful, but Harley Quinn is laughing. She's clapping and laughing. Oh, I recognize that one, I say. Okay, so what if you said the TVs are hooked up to, like, extension cords that are leading back to the warehouse, yeah? Mm-hmm. What if we follow the extension cords back to the warehouse and see, like, what's going on inside? Yeah, that's a great idea, because weren't they, they, they were doing something with power and with lights when we rescued Carmella. 
Alright, I'm gonna give you this one for free because it's been literally four years since we did that last, that adventure. Uh, Carmelo was kidnapped and was being videotaped. That's what the, uh, uh extension cords were, was for lights and a videotape so that they could capture mm-hmm. video of her doing magic. So you would remember that, so I'm telling you. But, I don't know that I want to just, like, bust the extension cords right now because then that's gonna bring all of the attention on us. Right. Especially while we're outside. Yeah, so why don't we figure out, like, where the extension cords are coming from? Yeah, we're going to have to go inside and... Yeah. Uh, Gal, where do you think is the best place for us to sneak in? Um, I mean, there are only, like, two doors, right? There's, like, the big, um... Like a corner no, door, and then like the smaller I mean, door next to it. I mean, on the on the back, there's like a forklift door. There's there's a fork, two forklift doors and a and a person door as well. So it's just on the front. There's that one roll up door. There's a semi, mm. two semi doors, uh, and then the uh, regular door on the front. Um, can I like try to sneak up and peek through a window to see if we can get into the door that's nearest to us without causing a ruckus? Uh, sure. Give me a, a stealth roll, and then assuming you're probably going to get it, give me an investigation roll. Okay, uh, it's a 22, and then investigation you got is not great. Investigation is uh, a 9. Um, you, you successfully sneak up to the uh, window, and there's the same uh, two guys as you kind of look down the wall at the window, and then you see a, a third man kind of pacing behind some shelves. Uh, but just then Thriller comes on on the on the boat and the some like DJ lights turn on for the first time and it kind of like obscures your your great view and vision uh, inside the warehouse and these guys kind of start looking at the boat and they're kind of like you can kind of tell that they're they're kind of wishing they got boat duty instead of warehouse duty okay so we want to enter through a door opposite of where the boat is because if they keep looking in that direction it would be smarter for us to go in opposite that direction you come back around you come back around the warehouse to the front and a thriller is sort of going on it's a longer song than you remember uh are you looking for anything in particular uh to to make your entrance or are you just waiting until someone's back has turned just enough should one of us pose as a distraction, like bang on like the window or something to draw them there while the other two sneak in? Lilith earlier said that she had a distraction in her back pocket if we needed one. I do. Would this be an opportune time for that distraction, Lilith? Yeah, sure. I was I was just gonna use minor illusion. Um which is either a sound or an image that's a five foot cu- that's in a five foot cube. Um, so I guess to distract the two guys, we could do a sound that's outside the warehouse or a person standing outside the warehouse that they would want to go investigate. We're gonna do a sound probably because that'll that'll hopefully hold up to a little bit more scrutiny in the sense that they'll have to come all the way outside to see it. So I think we'll do a sound, you know, maybe just the classic, uh, somebody is, you know, a crashing of trash cans perhaps, uh, or a similar, Mm -hmm. um, 
under a window, maybe something that could sound like it was people were like standing on something to try to get in the warehouse. And so the guy with the bonk stick uh, and the guy who is already on the other side of the warehouse uh, kind of look towards the sound. And you can see them like uh, uh, with Gal Capone sort of peering into the, the windows, uh, look at each other. And then one says, hey, what's that sound out there? I was here the last time. Someone tried to sneak in. Let's go get him. <laughs> He's the same guy you hit at the last Perfect. time. Love it. And so they, the two of them kind of run off to the window, and the other guy turns his back, and he's like, I'm not so sure about this. Uh, so did you say they're at the window or they're outside? The the two guys are kind of rushing to go see what was up, and they rush towards... I'm, I'm imagining you're at the sort of 7 o'clock, if a rectangle can be described as a clock. Uh, you're at the 7 That's o'clock, and they're running towards the 2 o'clock, the opposite end of the warehouse, opposite Perfect. corner. Okay. Is this our window? Yeah. Let's go. All right, let's do it. All right, you you pop in the sort of regular door, semi door, open accordion door. What you what you going through? I mean, if there's already a door open, yeah, I probably yeah. the regular door if nothing else too, because it'll be the least loud. All right, so you uh, assumedly SWAT style your way through this door, thinking of very cool things, uh, which makes sense because just then one of the songs from the original Matrix theme comes on uh, at the party on the other side, and very dimly you can hear Pellerheads uh, starts playing uh, as you do this very cool entrance maneuver. Uh, and you are behind the guard with his back turned, the other two are trying to leave the warehouse to go view the sound. If I were to attack, would I get sneak attack? I would say this is probably the most prime example of sneak attack I have ever heard of. Yeah, this is a pretty sneaky sneak attack. I want to do sneak attack and do non-lethal damage. I just want to, like, choke him out. Ugh, fine. Jesus, Katie. All right, roll. mm, I'm specifying that I don't want to kill him. (laughs) I think if you're going to try and choke him out, then we're going to have to do some sort of check, right? Well, like, yeah, I want to do enough damage to knock him unconscious. I think, like, for flavor, it, like... All right, you can either out. hit him in the back with your bat, or you can, with advantage, have a strength to ch- uh, contest to choke him out. I'm going to hit him with my bat. Okay, I kind of <laughs> figured. Oh, yeah, that's a 16 plus uh, 4 plus 5, uh, so 21. You wouldn't believe this, but that is, in fact, a hit. Did you guys know that I find D&D combat one of the most boring parts of D&D? Same. <laughs> uh, that is uh, 19 points of damage. The man non-lethally breaks in half. <laughs> what did I do to get you this 19 damage bat? Uh, so yes, he goes... He goes down like a sack of potatoes uh, and just kind of collapses uh, in his brown uh, robe. And as he falls down, you realize he's wearing new balances and like uh, calf high socks that the elastic has gone out of. And they all oh, kind of drop, drop around, droop around the uh, ankles. It's pretty sad. This poor guy. Um, I want to like stash Have you his just body knocked somewhere. out an old man? No, he's young. You can see his face. He just sucks. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you can... Uh, Actually, like give behind me, a, a shelf. Or yeah, get behind something. a shelf or into a crate or whatever. Um, I'm gonna ask you to uh, go ahead and give me a strength check, and I'm gonna allow somebody else to help out if they would like. I guess not. I guess All right, strength. I'll help out. <laughs> I'll help. All right. Please. 
Molly takes for the feet. For my minus one strength. <laughs> All right. So uh, Molly takes the feet and uh, Gal takes the head and go ahead and roll strength okay. with advantage, uh, Gal. <laughs> Thank God for the advantage because the first one would have been a non-natural one, but the second one is a 14. All right. Even with a minus one a strength. I 16 plus three. All right. Very good, uh, Molly, but you had the feet, so you weren't uh, as, as invested in this one. The paladin is helping the strength rolls. Uh, uh, Gal stashes it sort of beneath a, or to the side of a uh, shelf, and as you kind of get that guy tucked away, you begin to hear the other guys enter like, I don't even know what I thought I heard. There was nothing even out there, he says, kind of clapping his his uh, bonk stick, his chair leg, whatever it is, into his, his palm. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, then let's go. Yeah, let's <laughs> where we're go. going, but let's go somewhere. Not here. All right, let's go deeper into the warehouse um, and try, if we can, to sneak back towards, like, thinking about where the extension cords would have come in, like, head in that direction as much as we can. Lilith is having real flashbacks to the last time she was in this warehouse with this precise person um, and uh, is definitely going to be trying to hide. So just for the record, there we can sort of like sneak around a little bit. Yes, right? you have not been discovered yet. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Still um, Molly, go ahead and give me a perception check, if you will, please. Okay. That is a 13. All right. A 13... Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, but you can only hear, uh, for some reason, they have the dubstep version of that spooky, scary skeletons is uh, started up, oh, and geez. you can't really hear anything uh, specific in the uh, warehouse. I'm going to need all three of you, if you're trying to sneak around, I'm going to need all three to give me a stealth check. Oh boy. High heels and tight clothing, great for stealth. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I rolled an eight. I rolled a 13. I rolled a 21. Okay. <laughs> Can we just add those together and then divide yeah, them no. by three and just take uh, the Gal Capone takes off silently uh, and, and reaches the other side of the, the shelves uh, as the man is talking. And then uh, the, the second man kind of turns around and goes, I don't even know what you're talking about. I think it was just a raccoon. And uh, while he says raccoon, uh, Molly picks that time to sort of clomp on over. Uh, and then he goes, the the first man goes, what? And then you hear, <laughs> as uh, uh, Lilith's high heels <laughs> make their way across this polished cement floor. Uh, and they for some reason there's a man following her around with coconuts <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, the the two of them spin around and you see uh, the one guy kind of open his eyes really wide the New Yorker guy open his eyes really wide and here's a weird one uh, Molly I'm gonna need you to roll an intimidation check and you have proficiency added to that so go ahead and roll that for me please alright that is a 14 Plus four, baby. He connects eyes with yeah, you. Yeah, we're doing all right, he huh? He connects eyes with you specifically, and he is very intimidated because you, dot, dot, dot. What do you do? Um, I have just sort of, I have my brass knuckles on, and so I'm just kind of leaning around, like showing off my brass knuckles, like making a very intimidating looking face. By the way, do I still have my devil mask on? I don't know. Do you? 
Or is it uh, like up on your head? I'm going to say uh, before I like lean over to intimidate him, I pull it down over my face. And like do- because of the way the shadows are playing, it looks actually kind of scary. All right. This this 98-cent plastic devil mask is made all the more scary by the moving <laughs> DJ lights from the barge as well as when you sort of like yeah. make fists with those brass knuckles and you give a good like fighting Irish like uh, flex with them. Uh, they sort of minorly light up and the way it lights up your face uh, – looks especially scary and then you sort of take it off and look him dead in the face and he recognizes you and he just goes oh jeez uh-huh. and he drops his bong stick and runs out so you are left with one guy who turns around and goes i don't even what the heck and uh go ahead and roll initiative for me please you have you have done away with two of the three guards so good work there i rolled a 20 holy cow i rolled a nine i rolled a natural <laughs> one. Oh. Oh, Capone, what happened? Good. I'm really glad that was uh, initiative and not An something attack. that could have gone terribly wrong. All right, Sue, you were up first. This guy is within. You'd have to spend quite a bit of distance to get to him if you're going for him, since he's across the the warehouse. But you can reach him. I'm gonna go for it. All right. And that's another 20. Holy shit. So, uh, a natural 20, so, so plus five with my brass knuckles. So, despite the fact that you are wearing old man ish running shoes in front of the very stylish Lilith, you, you begin to see why Arthur demanded you be so, so, uh, uh, just sort of blase because pragmatic. You, pragmatic. Thank you. You take off with high knees, just burying those balls of your feet into the ground. And sprinting past the the bright purple light of the the DJ that's phasing in from the uh, the open river doors, uh, you sprint from light to light uh, like an anime character on your way over there, and you deliver him a what good punch uh, and roll for damage as you connect with him right in the rib cage. That is a five. All right, so double. That's going to be ten. You feel at least three ribs just sort of crack. Uh, underneath these brass knuckles, uh, and he's gonna. I have never felt more badass in my life. Uh, he is going to kind of fall to one knee, but then grab you by the calf, uh, and he's going to cast a, a melee magic spell against you. Uh, and okay. that's gonna be an eleven against your armor class, and so that is not gonna hit. Uh, your tough girl jeans uh, just managed to dissipate this magic uh, somehow. He he was really thrown for a loop when one of his r- ribs poked him in the liver, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so good for him. And now, uh, Shell, you are up. Lilith is 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 up to make up for hopefully clomping her way across this warehouse. Yes, seriously. Um, Lilith is going to shoot another firebolt. Um, and so that is a spell attack. Yep. So I'm going to roll real quick. Oh, boy. Uh, I rolled a 10, so I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you'd be weirded out to find that, in fact, it will. Oh, <laughs> exciting. So go ahead and roll damage. Right, let me roll damage for five damage. That is just enough to sort of uh, conk him right out. He flies back into the wall and sort of slumps over, uh, and his hood drapes across his face, uh, leaving Perfect. only his terrible chin strap beard poking out of the bottom of it. Mm. That's a bad choice. Indeed. So the warehouse is clear. You now can see the uh, uh, rest of the warehouse as well as the trip out to the the boat dock, and you find that they are playing Rob Zombie's uh, Dragula. I was wondering when this one was going to come up. (laughs) 
So do we see where uh, those cords Yeah, go? do we right. see where the extension cords Yeah, are cords going? are going into a pretty sizable generator. You can tell that they've cut this building off from the, the local sort of grid. Uh, and so this generator is going and working. And what's weird is you don't, like, smell any exhaust off of it. doesn't seem to have a battery in any capacity. Uh, but it is pouring electrical power in onto that boat, onto those TVs. Okay, can one of you do your, like, magic check situation to see if there's anything abnormal going on here or if this is truly just a regular generator? First, Katie, or uh, not Katie, first all of you, I'm going to need one of you, I don't care who it is, to roll a straight up and down d20. Luck check, baby. 15. 15, all right. Uh, the generator's humming along and the party is still bumping what good. Uh, and the the river water seems to be lapping at the, the edges of the river just like it should. Um, I'm going to cast hmm. Identify on this generator. Great. All right, you cast Identify. It is like a Home Depot Lowe's generator, but like I said, there's, there's no gas in it. There's no battery in it. You can tell that over the course of, of several days, uh, someone has been pouring power into it through a magical means uh, to allow this to run basically without any sort of uh, outside power or influence uh, to allow a an instant connection and a running the the not running the risk of being cut off in any way it is a self uh, sufficing generator running off of magic so my first thought is to just unplug all the extension cords yep and see what happens when the the music stops and the party stops and whatever but my whole deal is that we don't want all of these people out on the dock to know about magic. So that's risking exposing that to all of these people. Is it worth the risk? Would they know it was magic? Yeah, why would they know it was magic? They're just having I a suppose. good time on a party boat. Yeah. All right. Should we go for it? I'm in. Uh, does anyone have, like, should we just, like, rip out the extension cords should we cut them like what's the most effective way to do that just tear them out um i'm gonna have mage hand tear it out mm. great we i love a good mage hand don't want anybody touching it i do not have mage hand so go for it uh mage hand goes ahead and i'm just i'm not gonna make you roll for it or anything but rips the cords out of the uh generator and the generator continues to kind of hum despite not having any cords plugged into it. But you can hear uh, Rob Zombie's voice be like. And it sounds like it's more running out of battery than the fact that it like got cut off. So you, you uh, surmise that basically the magic in the cords uh, while it was traveling could run it for some amount of time. But the, the DJ stand turns off uh, and you, you see the lights begin to dim on the boat itself. And you, you kind of hear people uh, for a split second are like, aww, but then immediately after they start singing as if they were the Who's of Whoville, except they are, are singing, uh, they go back to Ghostbusters because it's the, the lyrics they know better than Dragula. So I feel like we should probably go out there. Yeah. And see what's up. So I say we are we still gonna try to sneak around at this point, or is is 
Is the gig up? Are we going to... I think just... the gig's at least a little up. Yeah. Okay. Let's just, without even trying to worry about sneaking, yeah. let's just go out there and see what's going on. All right. And true... With this weird Grinch singing. With this true action movie, like, slow motion walk out of a, of a door or whatever, you come out to find that uh, the moon is full. It's it's striking the... the uh, barge the lights are off but they're still trying to sing um i'm gonna go ahead and give you this one again for free lilith uh your your uh mm. magic detect magic is still going a little bit and that yellow fog is still around but it is starting to sort of dissipate a little bit you get the image that this is okay. this is very real uh, a very real sort of cloud that can be like worked with and dissipated or moved or breathed in or something like that. Uh, and you see uh, that on the barge, uh, as you take a look, are not any brown robes within uh, easy viewing. Like, there's the same costumes you've seen before. There's a guy dressed as the Hulk because he's just painted green and is wearing purple pants. That's as much as right. he has claimed to the Hulk. Uh, there is one Dorothy and a couple minions, and one guy has the mask. And it's it's a whole thing. And then a guy uh, that is dressed as Heath Ledger's Joker looks over at you, and he's like... Mm, why so not coming to this party? And you're like, Jesus, bud. <laughs> Man, that's so... Um, Don't you know Jared Lee does the Joker now? <laughs> um, I, I mean, Lilith is pretty confused. Uh, she's, she, you know, it's like, okay, the televisions are off, but this magic is still seeping out of them. Um, is that little green sort of section of magic still around oh boy is it it is it seems like it is jostling around in the crowd and it is coming towards the ramp down from the boat like towards us yeah yeah okay so these folks are all on a boat that's like out there further and we're on kind of the ramp correct okay well Um, the dock you're not like walking up the gangplank or anything quite yet right 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 um yeah that makes sense um i think uh, I think she's gonna, uh, I, I mean, I don't like, you know, it's, it, it's coming to the green bouncing ball is kind of coming towards her. Yes. Through the crowd. It, you pick up that this is an aura of a man or right. a person. Um, I say. Oh, a person. Yeah. So it's like, there's a, so I think she's like, uh, she sort of pulls, she pulls, um, probably the dagger this time out of her jacket. Um, and she kind of gestures to everyone. She's like, hey, someone's coming. We should get ready. Okay. Uh, I've got my brass knuckles ready. Gal, where are you at? Gal's gonna, like, try to, like, shimmy down, uh, like, into, like, the shadow of the dock. Where she might be able to get in a sneak attack. Yeah. Like, hang on to, like, some of, like, the boards and just, like, hang down. Sure. All right. Uh, as you are you are prepping, you are getting ready, uh, this green bouncing ball kind of pushes its way out of the uh, party goers, and it comes out, and it says, in a voice that just sounds like it is been set up for centuries and definitely is not coming out of my mouth for the first time. He uh, speaks up from behind this. It's the deepest of the brown robes you've seen. Like it has the biggest hood and he does his hands and his sleeves as if more robe equals like higher status. And he will, he is going <laughs> to say, 
You've broken up my party. Oh, no. The other people oh, continue no. to sing Thriller. Or they're, <laughs> they're back. They, they are happy to be at a party, but they can't think of any more Halloween songs. Lil- Lilith says, it sounds to me like the party's still going. But the party can't happen without my televisions. Molly's going to step up and say, I think you've been causing enough chaos tonight. It's time for your party to end. (laughs) As if the party's just beginning. And he waves a hand. And Molly, you're going to need to make a strength throw for me, baby. Strength? Strength. Oh, dear. That's a nine. Uh, So he waves a hand and uh, green sort of seaweed vines pop out of the sort of river mud. It's really gross, just as a detail. Uh, And they are going to ensnare your feet and pull you, like sweep the rug out from underneath your feet, and you go down. Uh, And they're not trying to drown you or anything, but they are pulling you closer to the river, and you are having trouble getting up. Oh, dear. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, Little help here, friends. Um, we're okay with guns now, right? Oh, yeah. All right, gal's gonna pop up from underneath the pier and shoot at this dude. All right, uh, <laughs> roll to attack the surprise roll. Or not, not this, I suppose, with being in secret, you are grassy knolling this son of a bitch, so roll to attack. Um, that is a 18 to hit. That is gonna hit. Oh, that's the wrong I'm just thinking how how funny it would be before you roll damage. How funny it would be if you just roll so high that this guy just gets capped in one. Is that possible? <laughs> not anymore. It's not, but it would have been very funny. Uh, It'd be pretty great. Uh, Twenty points of damage. All right, that is gonna that's gonna hit what good. But you you he kind of waves the bullet away and takes it uh, across the the sort of ribs, uh, and. Uh, we are going to roll initiative. So go ahead and roll initiative All for right. me, please. It's a 14. Nope. 12 for Gal. 17 for Molly. Uh, seven for Lilith. All right. Uh, and this guy is going to go first. The guy in the brown robes is going to go, Ow! When I'm through with you... Everyone will know exactly what this world is. And he kind of like brings down his hood and you can see he's got like a monk tonsure. It's really weird. Uh, and although his, his skin is relatively unlined, like Botox unlined, you can see that his eyes are real roomy and uh, just they look real old. Uh, and he's, he's going to say like, the broken brown arrow. We'll found another witch hunter of old. We will break this supernatural beyond all grasp of deniability. He stretches out a hand and one of the television turns on and you can see it's uh, uh, your old roommate Ophelia Helm with a, uh, a sort of mic in her front hand and she's uh, sort of squatting in front of a, a series of bones uh, that you recognize as being the body of the bone golem that Roman had killed. Uh, and then he stretches his hand out to the other one and you see uh, several people running away on, on a shaky sort of cell phone camera. Uh, they're running away from a uh, hiking trail as a wolf chases them on two feet. And he goes, this is why we're here. 
No more denying. No more hiding. They need us. This is why. This is why we raise the mummy. This is why we bring the cat. This is why we try to collapse the courthouse. As far back as the 1920s, I've been working this way. Sure, he says. Magic helps me. Magic helps me stay alive, but it's actually bad, and I hate it. When you think about it, though, it's bad, and I need to end it, he says. And the people on the, the dock start singing, Ah, oh, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Ah, oh, skeet, skeet. <laughs> God damn. They, they have run out of Halloween songs. Okay. Uh, so um, it's actually his turn. Who's up next? He, he uh, yes. Speaking is a free action, no matter how long your monologue is. Uh, and so he's going to sort of just... Do that same sort of uh, swinging motion with his hands with all five fingers splayed. Uh, and he is going to cast a magical spell at Gal in the river. Uh, and that is going to be an 18. It's going to hit, bud. That's uh, going to hit, so I'm going to roll damage. That is eight uh, magical damage that's going to hit you square in the chest. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that you go prone from this, but it is definitely like you are not expecting him to be able to fire back. Like usually when you shoot somebody, they, they don't tend to spray magic back at you. Uh, that yellow fog, Lilith, you're beginning to see is, is starting to get a little bit thinner and you can see kind of the mask that was just, uh, going like from the window, uh, does to the wall. And as he does to the wall, uh, he sees you guys standing out there on the dock, having some sort of magical duel. And you can like in a split sort of way that when the pressure's on time seems to slow down, you see him, his eyes like get actually really wide behind his terrible rubber green mask. So he's he's beginning to pick up what's going down. Hmm. I see. All right, that brings us to Molly. Uh, Molly, you are currently okay, ensnared. So, I... so uh, you yes. can either tell me a way that you are going to break these seaweed things, or just try to roll a straight up and down strength saving throw. Are they like? Do I have use of my hands at all? You do indeed, but I'm going to tell you, you're kind of sliding. So any sort of say aiming is going to have to be with disadvantage. Okay, I'm going to go then and do the strength to see if I can bust out. All right, go ahead and roll a strength saving throw. I have to beat a 15. You get a plus three to this roll. Uh, 14. Oof. You uh, kind of flex those thighs. You think, oh, I hope these squats have been worth it. I hope these hip abductions have been <laughs> worth it. And uh, it doesn't quite break all the way through. So you, you have one more action as you are being. You did not break through, but you have another action that you can try to do uh, while you're being dragged. Um, let's see. Do I have any? I don't have a whole lot that's going to help me. I mean, I can try taking a shot. With my gun, knowing that it's going to be a rough one to aim. All right. Did you do that? Yep. All right. Roll to attack. And that is a natural one. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Time for this to maybe get a little heavy. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, because you do things with that ones. Yeah. Um. So roll do on I, the D100. Do I roll my 100? No, I roll yep. your 100. Oh, okay. uh, luckily that's a 13. It just goes off wide. So we, we avoid having to discuss civilian casualties on this program. Oof. Uh, so okay. well, a, a, lar- a loud a, crack. In Molly's a, having a rough day. Who's going to step up and help? Uh, hopefully Gal Capone, because she is up next. Um, 
So, dear uh, Dice Daddy, um, please if don't. You have noticed I <laughs> am a hoarder. Um, and I stole a bunch of scalpels from my old biology teacher's room, um, in a few sessions ago. Uh, so I am going to use my movement to get up on the dock and run to Molly. And then my action to use the scalpel to try to cut the ensnarement free. And then I'm going to use my bonus act or my roguish action to dash to the other side and then hide again. <laughs> I would say that's two uh, rogue actions to dash and to hide, isn't it? Okay, then I'll just dash and like dive into the water on the other side. Uh, all right. So uh, Gal Capone springs up with muddy boots and uh, cuts the, the vines. I'm going to say that that's the accomplishment. Congrats on hoarding. It always works. It's always a good thing to hoard. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just as quickly just dives into the river. <laughs> So Molly is free, and Gal Capone is nowhere to be seen. Uh, oh, which brings us to Lilith. Just where you want her. Um, Lilith is Lilith is very happy that Molly's free, uh, and she feels like Gal Capone is exactly where she should be, because um, nowhere to be seen seems to be her favorite place. Um, and she is going to fire a scorching ray at um, this guy. At this guy, this this broken brown arrow guy who's trying to tell her that magic is bad. Um, and so that's an attack. Uh, it's three separate bolts, but um, I'll roll to attack. If I can find the right window. <laughs> oh, no. Um, an 11. That is not going to do it. You you shoot off three scorching rays that he managed to sort of zip, zop, zoopity bop uh, around him. And it begins to look like he's doing a little DJ uh, flare of his own. And despite the fact that this, this golden dust continues to sort of uh, parse away, uh, several in the crowd are like, hell yeah, uh, <laughs> at this thing. The, the guy with the mask uh, costume on begins to kind of like, hey, wait, wait a minute, because he's on the edge of the boat. He's in the least of this dust, uh, and he starts to step off the ramp. Uh, which brings us to uh, this guy. Uh, he has his back to the boat, uh, and he's going to say, Yes, my devious plan. Invite everyone to this party that I threw. It's a wonderful, amazing party so that they may see magic on the television. And he flares it again, and uh, here is... Uh, a mud golem just along the river. You can tell that it's not that much further away from your uh, barge as you are guys right now. And it's it's actually like weirdly enough a sort of periscope and you have a split second to think, didn't they get rid of periscope? Uh, before there's a mud golem sort of splanching his way out uh, of the, the river. <laughs> Who can say it now? That magic does not exist. And so he's going to uh, take aim at Lilith this time and roll oh a 17. That will hit. That will hit. So he's going to uh, just sort of zip uh, a solid seven damage uh, towards Lilith. Okay. All right. Uh, and then as his bonus action, he's going to start floating. Well, that's annoying. Is he in the river? No, like he's floating in the air. He's floating sort of in on the, the air. he's oh. in the on the gangplank uh coming down from the ship. I see. All right, that brings us to Molly. 
All right. So now that I am free from the vine rope, whatever it was that was keeping holding me back, uh, I am going to take aim at, I'm assuming this is Malik Zong, right? Well, why? Why would you think that? Because he, he's the guy in Because you know how fiction works. Guy, yeah. And and this guy has the biggest robe. <laughs> so I'm going to take aim at Malik Zong with my... Um, we're going to go for the gun this time. All right, this time. That is a 17 plus 3 is 20. All right, not that 20. That's going to hit. Roll for damage. All right. Um, Now I got to revisit which one is my D10. Okay, found it. That is an 8. All right, you are going to kind of get him. But since he was floating, you only get him like... You can see it go in and out of his calf, like through the front and out the back of his calf. And you hear him go, ow. <laughs> uh, but okay. he's still floating and he's beginning to sort of glow a that same sunset yellow. It's mixing with the green. And I got to tell you, it's a really gross color. But you can tell that it's mainly that sunset yellow. Mm. And it's like glowing okay. brighter and brighter. Lilith can see. Uh, that brings us to Gal Capone, who is currently underwater. Okay. Uh, I'm going to come up from underwater. Um, do I'll use my uh, bonus action to hide and then take a shot. All right, so you get out of the river and uh, you kind of get next to the dock in the shadows. You hide and then you take a shot. Roll a straight up and down d20, mon frere. Just straight up and down? Straight up and down. Luck check for a reason. Uh, that's a 12. All right. You hear the crack of your gun. The powder did not get extraordinarily wet as you dove straight into the river with a firearm. <laughs> um, and so roll to attack this time. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. That is a 17 to hit. Uh, Merrick Zong is, is floating higher and higher and higher, growing yellower and yellower and yellower. Looks like he's about to cast some sort of euphoria spell in a huge cloud of dust. And go ahead and roll damage for me, Katie, please. Uh, that is, uh, a five, a six, and a ten on the die, which is a twenty-one plus five, no, plus four, uh, is twenty-four. Sorry, you get to roll three dice at a time? Yeah, because my, I get 2d6 for my sneak attack plus my weapon damage. Fuck. That's how rogues work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For some reason, okay, here's what happens. Uh, for some reason, Yel <laughs> Capone dives into the river and comes across a... It's a pirate, weirdly enough, uh, in Oregon. She comes up with a pirate blunderbuss and then just fucking fires a cannon at this guy. No. She she levels her gun at Merrick Zong and takes aim and shoots. And you uh, it, the, the soundtrack goes silent. And you can hear sort of like a, a dull heartbeat. And Merrick looks down at his chest. And he looks so far down at his chest that he sees Gal Capone through his chest oh, to the God. other side. And he goes, but magic was bad. And he falls uh, from his elevated position onto the, the gangplank. Uh, that yellow dust finally subsists. And they're like, I'll take you to the candy shop. What? What's going on here? 
And there is a dead man on the gangplank, and you have a boat full of people. You have oh only a couple moments before they realize what is happening. What are you going to do? Um, oh, by the way, I just want to go. <laughs> um, Lilith quickly casts Minor Illusion on the dead man uh, to make it look like he's just a passed out man without a hole in his chest. That's a pretty good way for a man to be. Uh, so, yes, you, you cast Minor Illusion to just basically cover that hole with brown. All right. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And- and also, like, act like there's, you know, not blood present. That would be pretty nice, too. Uh, and then yeah. you, uh, yeah, you you cover this man's uh, chest hole with blood, but still at the same time, they're like, ugh, who's this uh, guy in the gang? Pl-? They, they are kind of coming down, so they're not entirely ready to see everything. They're on a boat. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Um, I think... Lilith, when she's sort of settled the illusion, um, sort of nudges Molly and is like, do you have like a badge or anything? Can we say that we broke up a party because there was drugs and then maybe all these people will just scatter? Uh, no, Gal can help with this. Uh, Gal knows people on the police force. Ooh, great. <laughs> Nose? Yeah, I know some people. <laughs> Is it nose in like italics or like with like real big air quotes? I know police I don't think she means that carnally. I can pull on to help me out in situations. <laughs> oh no, I meant yeah. I was gonna say I meant that they've maybe arrested you before. Oh, oh, I've been arrested, but I've also got like the dirty cops. You know what I'm saying? The right, dirty right, cops, right, right. the best cops there are. All right. So mm. with this semi-carnal knowledge of police cops, uh, Gal can begin to. Uh, try to establish uh, something, I guess, a cordon. What is Gal going to do to try and help out the situation? Oh, I was fully going to call people or like call the cops and be like, yo, I need you to like break up this party. <laughs> oh, so you were just oh, going to narc on their ass. Oh, we need to do ass. something now. Oh, okay. Um, uh, shit. Um... I'm trying to think of what is the best thing to do here. Um, is the boat moving? No, it is. It is currently tied down with one like mooring. Can we untie it? I I suppose you can. Would it just like float away? <laughs> I suppose it would. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what if like is that the best way of getting? Well, who's to say what's the best? Well, is that a way of getting these people out of here is to just kind of let them float away on their party boat? I would say that uh, the TVs would probably get dragged by their cords off of the boat, but the the sort of exit would no longer be past this dead man on the gangplank, so we're winning in in some fashion. We're going to do that. (laughs) And then we're going to call the river cops. Yes. Katie, do you to know the, them to stop or, the boat. Uh, Gal, do you know? Do you also know the river cops? <laughs> yeah, I need to borrow one of your phones, though. I can't call them on mine. <laughs> well, like Gal wouldn't have a couple burners. Gal yeah, just seriously. jumps in the lake or in the river. Uh, yeah, her burners are probably a toast. They're bur- Hey, those, burners those are toast. Old, um, those old Nokia's though, that they, they they'll survive the apocalypse. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and untie this boat and and give it a shove. 
All right. So as it begins to drift away, you see what remains of that yellow dust sort of like stay where it is and the boat uh, sort of drifts away and people begin to wake up and, oh, yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker. Come on. What is this? 2000? They'll tell you. You don't even know what you're doing. It's kind of. And they start arguing on the boat and as you, they go past and the the TVs that had been turned on with with magic you see them get pulled off of by their cords and as they begin to dwindle down this weird periscopey shaky thing of a mud golem begins to just turn back into mud uh, and as it flips back to the the guy's face making it like uh, face you can kind of see Arthur's white hair behind him uh, <laughs> approaching as the TV begins to sink into the river uh, and then you get a text from Ronan that in text says settle that werewolf thing all just a big costume when you think about it (laughs) (laughs) um so now i feel like our two biggest issues are the dead body and is there anything left in the warehouse like are there other broken brown arrow members in the warehouse do we need to do cleanup here uh, the only things in the warehouse are the man that Katie uh, unconscious in half and then the <laughs> the guy that uh, got thrown into the wall. Uh, the other one has straight up and down run away and you don't know where he went. As you take a look around the warehouse, you find that those crates, barrels, Pier 1 imports, uh, the, the joke so nice he told it twice, are mm. like stamped from like 1930, 1940. Like this is a very old warehouse, but as you open it up, it is not the Ark of the Covenant. It's just sort of uh, very Aww. expensive wines. Uh, who wants those? Mm. I feel like a Lilith. Lilith. <laughs> and Lilith's player uh, could grab those, but uh, the, the dead man on the gangplank and the two unconscious men remain your main sources of uh, uh, hanging chads. In fact, that was the, I don't know if I made this clear, that was the guy, uh, his name, that you unconscious in half, his name was Hanging Chad. Not really. I never named him, but um. So I can think of one person that I know who is probably pretty good at getting rid of dead bodies. So I'm gonna send Roman a text and ask him to hustle down to the warehouse as soon as he can. He sends uh, he he sends you back that he's very busy, but then in a poof, Elva shows up. Oh, that works too. Mm. Uh, and she eats it. It's really weird. She picks it up by the Ugh. foot and unhinges her okay. jaw, and you like can't look away. And that Saint Vincent mouth just keeps going, and then she eats it. I hate that. And she goes, "I don't need your um, approval." I think Lilith summons some of the coven to help her transport this wine to a place where she can turn it into her becoming a wine influencer. She has she has some sudden ideas about a field where TikTok probably doesn't matter as much. Um, and uh, and uh, when they arrive, you see there's a there's like so like Lilith is dressed as as Ms. Body. Um, and there's like a French maid. There's a witch who's dressed as a French maid. There's a witch who's dressed as Ms. White, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's one who's all in all in plum. Um, and then there's a couple of witches who clearly did not understand what was happening. And they're dressed up as like the little pieces from Clue. Um, so like the little plastic game pieces. That's really cute. Um, but they're all helping <laughs> load stuff into their cars. Um, and like one of them has a has a bicycle and she like an e-bike and she loads everything on the on the back, a big crate on the back. <laughs> I love I, I knew this is in Oregon, but I did not know that we were in Portland, like Portlandia. <laughs> um, you see coming up to you, 
the leader of the coven, uh, you find Mary Beth running water kind of walking up and she goes, uh, Molly, so nice to see you again. And of course, Lilith, thank you for letting us know this was all here. And my, uh, magical spidey senses are tingling and she kind of uh, puts a hand on a crate that pops open and uh, inside it is the missing recipe ingredients. How did we not know uh-huh. that was going to come back? Come on, everybody. <laughs> um, and she goes, ah, now finally we can finish our our project, Beautifying Rural Outdoors, our mission. Uh, and this will be great. What a happy Halloween, everybody. Let's go uh, sacrifice a black cat. We are witches after all. And she leaves with the rest of the coven. When when they say sacrifice, they, they don't mean what you're thinking, just for the record. And Lilith, like, walks out. Hey, Bye, Lilith. Let me know if you want to do that. Bye, like, I'll text you. Picture sometime. Okay, bye. Yeah. All right, Lilith clomps out and uh, does whatever a witch does when she doesn't want to ride a bike and mess up her outfit. Uh, Gal Capone, what what sort of uh, Ocean's Eleven style slow-mo walk away do we get from Gal Capone here? Uh, I feel like Gal's like pulling algae and mud out of her hair just kind of like shaking her head uh, and then realizes this would be great to smear on Roman's motorcycle and goes running off into the night to just wreak havoc. All right. So as we hear the the strains of Claire de Lune fading in as everyone goes their separate ways after this, I, I suppose, anti-heist, uh, we realize that uh, this is not a job that ends this sort of hiding the supernatural. The supernatural will continue to exist for the rest of your guys' lives, and you are now sort of on the hook to make sure it never pops out. But when you really stop and consider it, everything that has been driving the worst of the worst, Arthur had been over his head, Roman did not really know where to go, uh, has been Broken Brown Arrow. And now that they are defeated for the first time since the Great Depression, and magic has been successfully hidden, or at the very least made, so that only crazy people believe in it. Uh, you, Molly, will return to your original job of public relations to make sure that all those other sm- stories are in fact smothered, that frat boys pose these statues in a Halloween prank, and uh, an odd sort of earthquake caused the mud to rise up in these weird ways, thermodynamic gases, and would you believe that a... Uh, uh, series of skeleton 12 foot tall home depot skeletons managed to get puppeteered by uh we are assuming anonymous they do that sort of thing uh you can feel as you begin to sort of make these calls to the newspapers and your former station you can feel both sort of a relief and you're gonna miss it this white magic begins to ebb away you begin to feel uh this presence leaving you and the magic that had infused your your uh, fists and your spine that it allowed you to to heal several people throughout the course of the night uh, begins to uh, fade away. So as you uh, bid a finer final farewell to that white magic and to to Molly Malficarum in general, is there anything you'd like to say as Molly as we wrap up? What's the the moral of the story? I think the moral of the story is that I'm going to take that feeling of being such a badass that I sprinted at top speed across the warehouse and punched that guy. I'm going to bring that feeling with me every day. All right.
right, you heard what she said here. Bring that feeling with you every day. And as we close out, we we fade down on Molly, sort of with a half cocksure smile on her face, walking out of the warehouse. And the credits begin to roll, but they're only on half of the screen because on the other half of the screen, a picture begins to fade in, and that is of a party boat filled with people in costume floating in the Pacific Ocean, just sort of uh, powerless, gasless, uh, and subject to the currents of the ocean. And as they continue to float into their uh, into the early morning, uh, they try to remember all of the words to the Monster Mash and begin yelling at each other. And finally, Jim Carrey's The Mask Character is thrown overboard. Goodbye, Molly. Goodbye, Molly. Good night, Molly.